and welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Speaking to you right now is Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff with me in the studio, Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Lee Pack. And Evan, we have a very special guest today, guest co-host person in the studio with we us. We do. It's yes. going to be a better co-host than me. <laughs> we got well, an, up- we got an upgrade. Got an upgrade. Uh, he, uh, he, you have probably read his byline in the Goshen News at some point. Or if you're friends with him on Facebook, you have seen him post numerous historic events uh, related to the Goshen News Sports area. Uh, he worked from Goshen News from 1967 to 2011. Sports editor at the time for, or for the last 11 years, he was sports editor. 2008 honorary Goshen Relays referee, uh, Elkhart County Sports Hall of Famer, the one and only Stu Swartz is in the podcast room with us today. Stu, how are you? I'm great. It's nice to be in this building and not being on deadline. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can make it on deadline if you want. Maybe you so, are, but I'm yeah, not. <laughs> I'm not on deadline yet. Hopefully, not I won't. today. Not, not, not with the not with the snow coming down. No. So, no. Uh, Stu, we really appreciate you coming in. We'll get your thoughts on different things, but we also are here to kind of preview the uh, Goshen relays this Saturday, more specifically with you. So, uh, feel free to comment. Though we had a lot of. A lot of things happened this past week, man. Busy high school sports week, busy week uh, in the college scene, too. Uh, that's where we'll start. Goshen College has officially promoted Erica Alberton to their new athletic director. She was the interim athletic director since last February. Uh, so she became the interim, and then the pandemic happened at the uh, like two weeks later. So, of course, uh, you know the whole world got turned upside down for her. She also had a kid during the pandemic. So that was a busy like first two months for her, mm-hmm. uh, from February to April. But uh, she has been working at the school since 2016. Uh, she was head athletic trainer for the last four or five years, and now she will get a chance to be the full time athletic director. Um, uh, Evan, I know you haven't been here as long, but you have had some interactions with the Goshen College folks over there. Um, when you saw that Erica was the new athletic director, Jevony. Hot take reactions or anything like that? What were your reactions to Erica becoming the new athletic director? (laughs) Well, after doing some extensive research. Whoa, uh, extensive. (laughs) I I mean, it was interesting that they, you know, 35 people applied and they had a 10-person committee, but they still stayed in-house. Yeah. That was was the biggest thing to me. And she even, because she was interim in the past, not just this past year, right? And before she was kind of... she had been interim in 2018 for the summer when they hired Harold Watson to be their athletic director, and then they let him go in February of 2020. So, right. And she was on the fence about being in that position back then, so it's interesting how she kind of like changed her tune in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. But I mean, like I read over your story, looked it over. It looked it looked like she, it looked like Thank you she. For uh, my story. Of course, yeah. I need that was part of the research. Yeah. But uh, it looks like she's really interested in getting Goshen College more competitive because, I mean, we know how Goshen College's athletic program is. Unfortunately, it's not as great as it could be. Some programs are good. Men's volleyball has been doing good. Both track and field teams are pretty good. Softball has showed that they could be pretty good. You know, this season hasn't been too bad for them. But, uh, yeah, obviously she wants to bring more consistency to the athletic to athletics, so hopefully she can do that. Mm-hmm. And obviously they picked her because they think that she can do that. So Right, and I think, you know, the familiarity with the school probably helped her cause too, you know, a little bit. Obviously she's been there for since 2016, but, you know, in all my conversations with her, you know, she seems like a determined person. She really wants to turn this around. And, and Stu, obviously you've been in the area a long time and you've seen Goshen College be great. 
and Goshen College would be not so great at times. So, what well, is, things have really evolved in athletics out there over the years. It, you know, it used mm-hmm. to be primarily they were really a strong soccer program. Yeah, back in the day, and uh, also had some pretty good basketball teams uh, along the way. And uh, and uh, you know they've added sports since then. It's it, it's tough to recruit out there and keep up with the teams in their conference, but. Uh, Sounds like they have a good person in charge here. If they promote her from within, mm-hmm. obviously they think a lot of her. Right. You know they haven't. They've been last in the overall Crossroads League all sports standings every year since 2013. I mean, you've seen them be successful. Do you know, Stu, like what it might take to change the culture there? I mean, they are showing some signs of it in track and cross country and, and volleyball, men's volleyball. But how do you, you know? If you were in charge, too, what, what, do you, oh what do you think it would take to kind of maybe turn it around out there for them? They told me a long time ago I'm paid to report, not think. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, Goshen College is, uh, you know, uh, the Mennonite school there, so I'm sure it's tough to get uh, recruit out there. And uh, uh, they just need to get a tradition started there, so get a good group of athletes, and, you know, that'll help their recruiting and uh, uh build their traditions out there that's that's all you can do uh, they understand they're the probably the smallest school in that conference yeah and, uh, they are yeah. and uh, uh but at least they're trying that's uh, that's all you can do i guess you <laughs> right right and obviously um you know we've seen it maybe an avenue could be to you know get more local athletes to go to the schools and you've seen that you know evan wrote a piece this past weekend about the women's track team, you know, their top four performers right now are three of them are Goshen High School grads and the other one's a Concord grad. So, um, you know, maybe uh, recruiting local could be the answer. You know, I know that Goshen College men's team, basketball team is in recor- recruiting Carter Stolzfus from Northridge. Maybe he'll go. I know Carter's dad played at uh, Goshen College as well. Um, so maybe that's the key, you know. And obviously, mm-hmm. like, like I said, Evan wrote a story about the local stuff, uh, local athletes from – you know, Goshen College, and, you know, they've been some, doing some pretty impressive stuff there. Evan, you want to maybe run down some of the stuff that they've been doing? Those women athletes, they've been taking names, man. You know, All-Americans, so. I agree with that. Yep, Maria Maldonado, she mm-hmm. broke that 33-year-old record, the 200-meter. Yep. Summer Cooper has been really steady as a freshman. She's been in the top ten in all her long distance, whether it be cross-country or track and field and all the long-distance events. Suzette Rodriguez was a really good field athlete in the shot put, weighted throw, those events. So, mm-hmm. And Hannah Kurtz, you know, she she's an interesting story because she yeah. was from the area, but she went to a Mennonite college in uh, Virginia to play soccer. And then she took a gap year, was in Bolivia for a year, and then decided to come back home. She wasn't even really wanting to play sports, but, you know, Rustin kind of said, hey, Kind of, you know, recruited her a little bit, convinced her to join the cross country team. Never played, never ran cross country, I should say. And then she did great there. And then, you know, that kind of spearheaded her going back to the track and field team. And she's been a big part of their relay relay teams who have who have broken records in the yeah. indoor and outdoor. So Cooper, Cooper, and Kurtz both on the all all American four by eight team in the indoor season. Yep, so that as well. Suzette Rodriguez is. Uh, but, you know, could contend potentially uh, for a national championship. And even on the boys' side, Jacob Gerber, Goshen grad, he just set another school record in hammer throw. He's got the second-best throw in the country in NAI, so he might have a chance to break a school record. So, mm-hmm. uh, Or he already broke the school record. He might have a chance to win a national championship potentially as an individual. So, um, Yep, and those are all, like you said, local athletes. So there's plenty of 
local talent around here. It doesn't really matter what sport either. So mm-hmm. if they could get, you know, obviously a lot of people don't want to stay at home. It just depends on the person. But if they can, right. if they can get more of a pipeline going for the area sports, that could help for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to, you know, Erica's got a uphill battle a little bit. But, uh, you know, she's young. She's only 33. You know, her she has, you know, husband, two young kids in the area. It feels like a place where she wants to stay for a while. Like, she could stay for a while and maybe build this into something that, you know, could be, uh, you know, good good again and consistently good in all sports. Um, you know, obviously time will tell on that. But mm-hmm. uh, it feels like a good hire. Uh, the coaches there, I think, really like her. Uh, just the vibe I was getting from being at that press conference on Monday. Um, everyone seems to really like her, her competitive spirit. Um, so I'm hopeful for them. You know, I want Goshen College to be good. It makes our job easier, um, you know, when they're good. Right. So it gives us more things to cover and more people to talk about. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, Erica is the right choice. And third AD in six years for them. So let's hope that this brings some sort of stability uh, to the Goshen College athletics programs as a whole. So mm-hmm. that's also important. Um, let's shift a little bit to local sports. And, uh, Stu, we're going to have a little history um, factoid maybe to drop on you here. Northridge Boys Golf won the Goshen invite on a team playoff on Saturday at Black Squirrel. They had to go play a 10-man playoff with Northwood because the two teams tied at 338 and then the fifth score for individuals that don't count toward the team score tied at 93. Do you ever remember having to cover one of those where 10 golfers are playing the same hole at the same time? No, I can't say as I have. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of wondered how they broke that tie. When, uh, but that's kind of interesting. I guess in the invitational, you do whatever you want. You know, yeah. sectional, it's a little different story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they would – the coaches there explain that this is something they do like all the time. Brent Randall – told me that they had a conference match with Plymouth one year and they went to the 10-man playoff hole. This has been a thing that has, like, I don't know if it's an established rule by the IHSAA, but it's it's like like a a sudden death thing or something? Yeah, so basically they played, everyone played... The first hole. Everyone played the first hole at the same time. And whoever, whichever school had the lowest score won. So Northridge and Northwood both played number one at Black Squirrel. They both tied number one so they both had then they had to go play number nine to determine who would win and that was only a two-shot difference Northridge shot 21 Northwood 23 okay. so I've no I've never seen that ever this is now the second thing I've never seen this spring including a dual no hitter now with Goshen and Fairfield mm-hmm. baseball so it's two things I've checked off my things I never thought I would cover list um we still have a lot of spring to go. Yeah, we still so. have a lot of spring. Snow on April 20th. Things I never thought I'd see. Exactly. Check it off. Um, yeah, that was pretty crazy, man. Northridge won on a second. It was weird to see 10 people around the green, like, trying mm-hmm. to line up their putts mm-hmm. and, like, trying to determine who goes next. There was a couple of moments where it was like, oh, do I putt? Did this guy putt? Because, like, they're all the same distance. Right. And everyone on nine, I don't know if you've ever played, uh, you've probably played Black Squirrel a couple times, Stu, but uh, I don't I've never know. played. I've been around there, yeah. yeah. I've covered matches there. But. They're, the ninth green, like, right. slopes down towards the water. So everyone hit their shots long, and then they all missed their putts long down the hill. So they, everyone was had the same, like, five-foot putt up the hill. It was like I watched five guys in a row just tap in the same putt. It was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, he uh, that was really interesting. I never I didn't know if you'd ever seen that before. Um, so when you can stump yep. Stu Swartz, that's 
that's big time. So mm-hmm. you've seen pretty much everything, Stu. Uh, you think that, but no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly everything. So, um, yeah, that was crazy. And, uh, uh, yeah, Northridge Golf. Hey, they, they had a good week. Northridge Golf, they went 3-1 and one in dual match play. They won the invite. And then they won yesterday, too. Uh, Monday, they won a nine-hole competition, I believe, against Fremont. Um, so they're they're playing well right now. They might be an early early favorite for the sectional, but... You know, in this year, especially having no golf last year, like it's hard to tell who's good or who's not at this point, just because everyone's scores look similar. Um, you never know how hard a course is playing that day. Weather comes into play, right? There's all these different factors, but you know, There's Northridge. A lot of, uh, new players too, a lot of inexperience, and that's with all the spring sports so far. Right. All the coaches will tell you that. Right. Right. So Northridge, they're the favorite now in the sectional. I have crowned them the favorite. To win the so now they're gonna lose now. A now lot. if they because well, yeah, of, of you, the Goshen News Sports Podcast jinx lives. Um, so we also have uh, some good softball teams going on here. West Noble mm-hmm. still undefeated, seven zero and one, with their one tie becoming coming to Wawasee, um, <coughs> who has one win. So that that tie is kind of uh, perplexing at this point. Um, Stu, I know you've seen a couple couple really good softball teams. I believe uh, you were you covered Northridge when they uh, won state. I didn't go down there. No, you did not go down there. I was back here covering other things, as I recall. <laughs> but the, uh, but you obviously saw that team in, in '88, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ned Evans was a star pitcher, and and mm-hmm. uh, in, in the game of softball, it starts right in the pitcher circle there because <laughs> they don't really have an innings limit or anything, so yeah. you can mm-hmm. ride one person to a state championship there sometimes you mm-hmm. uh but they had a good overall team and uh and a good coach dave willig who uh is in the elkhart county sports hall of fame and mm-hmm. uh, they were a fun group to watch i still see some of those people every once in a while annette is a member out maplecrest uh, mm-hmm. where i'm a social member so i see her once in a while and mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm not saying we're gonna have a softball state champion here no by any means but west obel's playing well northridge is playing well uh, Fairfield's playing well right now. Uh, Evan, mm-hmm. any one of those teams catching your eye? Uh, Fairfield. Fairfield, yeah. I mean, obviously, Northridge and uh, West Noble are the two teams that seem to be at the top tier as long as our coverage, as as far as our coverage area goes. Um, obviously, Abby Hostetler, she could be, like he said, the pitcher that Northridge could ride to a decent, decently long postseason run. Not saying that they're going to go to semi-state or state <laughs> or anything like that, but... Mm-hmm. She's obviously they played Penn. Their only loss so far, and Penn's a really good softball team. And they're in the sectional. Yep, yep. And that's, yeah, and that's an issue. No, I don't think they're so. in the same sectional. Are they in softball? No, not in softball. They're in the regional though. They they would have to play Penn yeah. in the regional. The one game regional or whatever. Yeah, the one game there, regional. Because yeah. I remember yeah. two years ago, Penn beat them like it was like thirteen nothing, but it felt like three hundred yeah. or nothing. Um, so yeah, it was yeah. close. I mean, it was more way this more this year. Yeah, competitive it was five two games. So yeah, that. it was five two last week. So or two weeks ago. Um, and they really had a chance to win. They blew it and uh, blew it. They blew it as far as you know. They had runners in scoring position, a few times to, win, to where they were winning just two to one, and then kind of Penn kind of took advantage of them not taking advantage of their opportunities. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a close game, five yeah. two. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm just gonna say, man, don't don't sleep on Fairfield right now. They're seven and one. They just beat Goshen over the weekend. That's a good win for them. Um, you know, kind of punching above their weight class, so to say. You know, school size wise. Their only losses to Northridge, and they got blistered by Northridge. It wasn't close. 
18 nothing or whatever. You were there for that one. Yeah, it's kind of um, weird. Um, but it's such an anomaly right now on their schedule. They beat, you know, they beat Bremen. They're 2-0 and in the NECC. You know, they went over Goshen. They're, they're playing well. I mean, they're getting – they're playing well. And, you know, next week is the NECC tournaments for baseball and softball. And, you know, you could see one of the – you could I could tot- definitely see them make a run and, and win that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same thing with West Oval and same thing with Westview. They're all playing really well right now. Um, and you got if you got pitchers, you know Westview, you know with uh, Alexis Antel, you know you could pitch like Stu was saying, you could pitch your way to a championship and you know conference tournament, sectional, you know, even maybe a regional. So um, definitely, yeah, this is this is a good softball start so far. It's kind of similar to the girls' basketball start we had uh, in the fall or the winter, excuse me, not the fall, um, where the girls' basketball scene was like pretty good. It was like whoa. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had seven teams finish over 500 in girls basketball. We, we might get, you know, legitimately six, seven softball teams that finish. It's looking that way so far. Yeah. Stu, do you ever remember a season like that where a lot of teams just finished over 500 and from our coverage area and stuff like that? Things seem to go in streaks, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, just like in football or basketball, or one year we'd have like four teams win sectionals. Then mm-hmm. a couple of years later, none of our teams win sectionals. <laughs> Warsaw wins a sectional or Central Noble. <laughs> None of our teams do, but it just goes in streaks that way. Uh, uh, I guess that's what the class system is for. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's supposed to help help schools at least a little bit, you know, win some games uh, in the postseason. I know we don't have to get into the class basketball no. debate. That's that's uh, <laughs> that can be a summer discussion. I went point through that once to kill right, to kill yeah. time in the summer. We could talk about yeah. that. Um, also, anyway, so. Uh, should have been a good start to the week for a lot of teams, but then Mother Nature decided to uh, interject, and we are currently taping this podcast as snow falls on April 20th, 2021. Just have to document that. Um, snow in Goshen, Indiana, April 20th. Yeah, I thought I got past all this. Yeah. thought it was over. <laughs> you moved from Florida, you're like, okay, cool, it'll stop snowing in March, and then nope, April. I, can, I don't. What's I can the, verify though. This is not a rarity. This has happened. Many it's times. happened before, yeah. but I should say it's rare in the sense that it doesn't happen often. But it doesn't last long. I mean, you know, a couple of days right. later, the sun's out. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the record I saw for most snow on this date in in our area was 0.9 inches in like 1975 or somewhere around there. Um, probably beat that. Today. We're gonna probably beat that this week. Yeah, we're gonna probably get two or three inches of snow. Um, so to get this much snow this late is pretty rare mm-hmm. like it doesn't happen <clears throat> ever so Stu, do you ever remember latest snow day you ever had in <laughs> in school mine was march 5th well i mean we've had you know flurries in may at mm-hmm. times there i mean yeah. it doesn't get to stay on the ground or right i mean the baseball sectional memorial weekend usually it was mm-hmm. i mean it could be 90 or it could be 40 yeah you know? that's true <laughs> i mean i've been i've been through both you yeah know? Uh, same with the Goshen relays. <laughs> yeah, the only day I, the only time I remember, the most snow I remember seeing like after like March. Like I said, my high school senior year, March fifth, we had like almost a foot of snow hit hit in Illinois. We got the day canceled for school. Wow. Took about a foot of snow to cancel school on March fifth, but you know, um, we had a we had a blizzard in 2011 cancel two days. That was fun, but 26 inches of snow and only got two days off, so. I had hurricane days, not snow days. Wow, that's very exciting. <laughs> that's this such a, little, a Florida this thing. This is a little different for me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about why we brought Stu in, man. The 78th 
Goshen relays are this Saturday. Uh, like we mentioned in the intro, Stu has been an honorary referee out there before. Um, you have either probably been to, covered, read results from, you know, a good 40, 50 of these relays, Stu. You're, you're an historian of the relays, I would say. Is uh, that a fair assessment? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what are the relays mean to you? I mean, you're, you're a Goshen High School alum. You covered them for decades. What, what do the relays mean to you? Well, it's one of those events you grew up with. It, it was truly a community event. I mean, you know, uh, there was a time when it was almost like a holiday. The, the Goshen Relays were held. No other team could have an event mm-hmm. at Goshen High School. I mean, because the baseball coach was working the relays, the uh, golf coach was working the relays, <laughs> and even some of the smaller county schools, I mean, hey, it's Goshen Relays Day. We got to go to the relays, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and like I say, it's become a community event. People like Larry Biller, uh, working 50-some years. My dad right. was the head timer for, I think, over 40. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the, not just school teachers, but a lot of people in the community out there working every year on Saturday. And uh, it's just been a, a great event. It's, you know, changed some the last few years just because of the dynamics of the schools in northern Indiana and stuff like that. It's mostly local schools now, but... Uh, it's still a great, great event, and uh, they're carrying on the tradition. Yeah, it's um, like you mentioned, it's kind of changed a little bit. Uh, you're still going to have 16 schools in the A group and 16 schools in the B group, so 32 schools will be at Goshen <coughs> on Saturday morning for this. Um, but I know in years past, there used to be more than 40 schools. You would get some teams from the region, like Crown Point and schools like that. Um, the farthest schools that are coming this weekend are – the couple Fort Wayne schools, Northside, uh, Dwanger, Homestead, they'll be competing in that A group, you know, along with Goshen right. and Penn and schools like that. And then in the B group, you have the smaller, some of the smaller schools like Wallace, West Noble, Whitco, Westview, uh, schools like that. So, and you kind of mentioned too, Larry Biller, um, honorary referee this weekend. Uh, he has been doing the chain gang at football games for 52 years. Um, not just to want to make a quick note, that's as old as my dad. So Dad's 52? My dad is 52, yes. So 1969 was the first season that Larry did the chain. That was My dad was born in January of 69, so shout out Austin Huff. Uh, he's not technically senior or anything. He's just Austin Huff, and I'm Austin Huff. That doesn't make any sense. We have different middle names, so we can't claim, can't claim junior. It's unfortunate. Um, Call anyway, junior anyway. Larry Biller, 42 years also doing track, uh, shot put, and discus judging, which is... Also, pretty pretty lengthy. Not as old as my dad, um, but you know, close to it. So, um, uh, still, you've obviously known Larry, uh, and you knew uh, his dad as well, Zook, I believe. Uh, your, and your your family knew them as well with yeah. your father and your grandfather. Um, how cool was it for you to see Larry kind of get an award uh, recognition like this? Well, it's very well deserved. It's almost like. You've had to wait your turn. There, there's a, got a lot of guys in the same boat. There mm-hmm. worked out there a lot of years, and uh, uh, you know he's supposed to be it last year. Well, last year right. didn't happen, so <laughs> right. I, I'm glad that uh, he's still around to enjoy this, and his family will enjoy it too. I, I can testify to that. Yeah, he's 78 years old, so he's right. still going strong. And he was on that uh, famed 1959 Goshen High School football team that went eight and one. Um, I talked to him yesterday for our, my story that will be coming out later this week, and he made sure to give shout-outs to Bob Rumsey and uh, Fred Yoder as people who uh, helped him 
on that team in 59. They went 8-1, and one, which at the time, Stu, you were kind of mentioning it a little bit. Yeah. You want to expand on that a little bit, uh, how, how rare that was for that Goshen team to go 8-1 and one like that. That was a special group because back then Goshen was, was in the Northern Indiana Conference with all the South Bend schools, Elkhart, Mishawaka, Michigan City, LaPorte, Fort Wayne North, and Goshen was the smallest school in the conference. So they took their lickings in football, <laughs> especially where numbers mattered. But happened to have a special group that year. A guy named Don Yoder was the coach. His son was a quarterback, mm-hmm. left-hander, and was named most valuable player in the NIC. Wow. Uh, their only loss was to Michigan City. Uh, uh, crazy game up at Michigan City that has actually played at Ames Field, which had a baseball diamond layout, and they had the football field on huh. top of that. And <laughs> uh, but that was a special group. And uh, uh, every once in a while, I'll have a reunion, and I'll get to say hi to those guys. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the relays are Saturday, and Stu, I got. I just got to ask: Is there one moment story? from a relays that sticks out to you that you want to maybe share? It's kind of a continuous story. The relays started back in the 1920s at two or three years. Then they, because of the Depression and World War II, they didn't have it again until 1946. Right. And it's been continuous since. Uh, For many years, the Goshen Relays were the largest track and field event high school in the Midwest. We had 40 schools and over 1,000 athletes. And there would be like 3,000 people at Foreman Field to watch this. Uh, the big school back then was Gary Roosevelt. They won 26 Class A championships, I think. And a lot of a lot of those years, they went on to win the state championships. Mm-hmm. And if you look in the record book, they still have relay records. I mean, 41.2 in a 400-meter relay or something like that. Seems pretty good. And, uh, Seems pretty good. Uh, East Chicago, Washington used to come here. They had a sprinter named Bernie Rivers who ran the 100 yard dash in 9.6 on a cinder track. <laughs> that seems pretty good. <laughs> not bad. It's not bad. And uh, a lot of people just went out to watch Gary Roosevelt compete at Elkhart High School when they were one back in the mm-hmm. early days. Had some great track teams. And uh, Goshen's had their fair share of winners here. And uh, uh, been a great event. That's and, you know, and I'm glad to see they're keeping it going here. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, have any any tips for me to covering it? This will be my first Goshen relays on Saturday. Any advice on how to cover it? I don't have to type out results really that much anymore, which is nice. But no, you heard I did that. Yeah, right? you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that thank goodness for the computer age. But yeah, I used to <laughs> I used to type out results on two manual typewriters. <laughs> Hop yeah. back and forth, and I think my old typewriter is still down the basement here somewhere. <laughs> we'll have to go get it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's just one of those days. The, the, the kids will tell you, you know, give you the story. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. what, whatever happens, you don't know what's going to happen, but I don't. Uh, the athletes will give you a story. That's that happens every year out there. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to set a school record. One year we had a seven foot high jumper come out of nowhere. Yeah. And a 16-foot pole holder, you know. That's uh, impressive. Uh, so, uh, you know, just uh, you'll meet a lot of great coaches out there and uh, some young athletes who didn't get their chance last year, but all of a sudden here they are. And, mm-hmm. gosh, they're pretty good, you know. <laughs> uh, so it'll be a fun day. Yeah. Evan, do you have any questions for Stu? You want to pick his brain about anything? He's a walking encyclopedia <clears throat> of sports knowledge from the area, man. Well, I guess the biggest question I have, you know, I'm not from this area. I don't know how big of a deal it is for someone who isn't from the area. I mean, it, it's been going for almost 80 years now. How how big of a deal 
is this, you know, event in reality? Uh, it's a big deal if you competed in it. I mean, uh, uh, obviously thousands of young people around here have competed in it, and they, I'm sure they have their Goshen Relays medals and everything. Uh, it was sort of the, you know, third Saturday in April, or whatever, the benchmark, okay, where are we at as a track team, where are we at as individuals? And they also, the Goshen Relays, that was circled on their calendar. Okay, here we are, you know, this is where we are at this point. Because you think about conference meets are only about three weeks away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the NLC is on May 11th. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's coming up really about, fast. Uh, in my day, we called it six weeks of bedlam, <laughs> spring sports. Well, I mean, it's, it's a compact season, but, yeah. you know, some of your teams play every day. Uh, baseball, softball, golf, tennis. Uh, uh, so things happen in a hurry, but uh, uh, it's it's quite a chaotic season. But it's fun to be outdoors. Yeah, well, not when it's snowing, obviously. No. but you know, uh, today it's not fun. But <laughs> it'll be in the seventies. Spring again sports too, always so. seem like the new year to me. Almost, you had a long winter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you like basketball and swimming and wrestling and all that, but boy, it's nice to get outdoors finally. And it was almost like the new year, you know. Yeah, right. it really. Yeah, it's been nice to be outside when it's not snowing, like we mentioned, or windy. Uh, but that's Midwest. It'll be windy every day, probably, yeah. from here on out. Um, so, yeah, it should be a good event Saturday. Hopefully, the weather is okay, you know. As long as, honestly, I'm sure track athletes, as long as it's dry and not, like, too cold, like, they're fine. You probably don't want it too warm either to run. I'm no. sure 50 degrees, 60 degrees is probably their ideal. Right now, look, look at mid-50s, uh, yeah. and wind can be a factor, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, depending you, on which way you're running, yeah. You can be uptown here and seem calm, but boy, you get out to a golf course or mm-hmm. Goshen College, it seems like it's windy out there. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always windy at Goshen College. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it should be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to going out there. Um, Evan will be uh, covering other things on Saturday, so he will not get to experience the Goshen Relays unless he wants to come over and just say hi. I can do the photos. You can do the right. photos if you want. I mean, it's <laughs> totally your photos. call. We have uh, we got a lot of stuff going on, especially now that um, weather canceled or postponed a lot of things. So we have a lot of things moving to Thursday and uh, you know it's the weekend and next week. So that six weeks of bedlam, you know, got even more bedlamy oh, yeah. uh, in the last, in the a, last 24 night, hours. It's a nightmare for athletic directors. Yeah, I don't, sports are. You know what's funny though is like I was talking with uh, we had Gary Chup and Larry Kissinger on this podcast at the end oh, of December. Yeah talking kind of about the year that had been with COVID and everything and what their hopes for with the, you know, the spring and hoping we could go out and things like that. And they both said like, we actually look forward to the spring this year because it's going to be easier. We can, we can handle rain delays. We can handle, we know how to, we know how to game plan around a a, a weather cancellation. We don't know how to game plan around COVID cancellation. Like we actually look forward to the spring. So you actually might hear more ADs be happy that games are being just postponed because of cold weather and not COVID or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. this is the one year where it's been different than, you know, any other year probably. So now let's, let's ask them 12 months from now how they feel about the spring weather. They probably won't like it again, but you know, <laughs> hey, uh, they'll rather have cold than COVID. So it's true. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Well, thank you, Stu, for coming in. We always sure. appreciate the insight. Uh, we could be talk. We could talk for hours. Honestly, we probably could. Um, unfortunately, we, we can't go too long on the podcast unless it's a very special event. 
Um, Sheila will get mad at us if we do. Um, so that will wrap up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Once again, thank you, Stu Sports, former Goshen News Sports editor, for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode, recapping all of the crazy spring sports. Hopefully there's no snow anymore after this day, uh, week. And uh, we'll have Goshen Relays results, of course, and uh, kind of we'll have a full week of conference to uh, talk about of everything. So it should be a fun uh, week. We will be back next week to talk about all those things and more.